Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to introduce a phenomenon in the world of vegan business who is rocking our world with a whole new product line that is so astounding. I have to say, he sent me some samples. Look at this empty uh, salad dressing (laughs) container from Plant Perfect. Well, I'm going to send you a full one. No, no, no. I can't take any more. We're not. <laughs> I was just testing it and I couldn't stop myself. This Chipotle Ranch vegan dressing from Plant Perfect is officially addictive. It is so fantastic. It's banana. And, and your shelf stable, which means you don't have to have it in the refrigerator until you open it, correct? Absolutely. And it's actually, it's, fu- it's funny the timing. I mean, obviously the pandemic is terrible. Um, but, you know, everyone has a lot of concerns about getting their groceries um, and, and storing them. And the great thing about this whole entire line is that uh, you can get them through Whole Foods if you do uh, home delivery. And it doesn't have to go take up space in your refrigerator. You can put it in your cupboard. It's shelf stable for a year. So it's, uh, it's a nice little bonus. Now, Mark... You and I know each other for decades. Your wife, Jay Garrison, used to appear all the time when I had a show on CNN Headline News, um, an incredible uh, voice for animals. I did an animal segment every week, and she was one of our stars. Uh, you are an incredible uh, couple, I would say. Uh-oh. You know, okay. really, uh, a, a couple who devotes their lives to helping others. And um, I just want to... So many people have product lines. Now, right. veganism is exploding. Right. Um, there's articles now that uh, Burger King UK is saying they're adding so many plant-based options and uh, they're going to be phasing out some meat options that they could even be plant-based 50% by 2031. You have Bur- uh, McDonald's with the McPlant. You have um, the Beyond Meat stock uh, s- skyrocketing. You have... Uh, impossible. I mean, we could go on all day. Oh, it's insane. Give us a sense before we get to your product. Give us a sense of this entire space, the plant-based food space. So it's, it is remarkable. I mean, it's interesting because Jane and I celebrate 27 years of marriage next Friday. Um, And uh, soon into our marriage, we made the decision to become vegan and plant-based. So we've been vegan for like 25 years. And back then, the, there were no food choices. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, you know, we made the decision for a number of reasons, but uh, our choices from a retail perspective were non-existent. So to see what's happening right now in the food space for plant-based foods is mind-blowing. If you would have asked me 25 years ago, will you see you know, chains like Burger King, McDonald's, et cetera, et cetera, having a vegan burger on their menu, I, I couldn't even conceive of it. I mean, you know, it's interesting because at the time uh, we were ordering PVP from China in these plastic bags that you had to reconstitute with hot water and then put as much barbecue sauce on top of it to make it even palatable. 
So, you know, that was the scene 25 years ago. So now it's totally different. I mean, from, you know, the meat substitutes, from the sauces, the soups, all these things. And, you know, it's interesting. I was just looking at statistics. The number of vegans in our our country has grown 300% from what it was formerly. So it's it's mind-blowing what's happening. And also, too, you know, we can't ignore the flexitarians. You know, you know, businesses... Uh, supply and demand, right? So the demand is rising. You're getting a number of people, whether they choose to be vegan or vegetarian or flexitarian, choosing the day of of, uh, meat-free. And that in itself is helping to perpetuate what is happening in the food food space. So it's it's really quite remarkable. And it's not just retail. I mean, obviously right now with shelter in place, we can't go out to restaurants as much, but uh, Jane and I are in, in Palm Springs. And before the pandemic, you can go into just any restaurant in town and you're going to have a remarkable plant-based option on the menu. So it really just, it, it not only transcends, it transcends retail, but it transcends a whole host of other markets that we're starting to see emerge. Now, let's talk about your product line. Plant Perfect. First of all, um, we hadn't spoken in a while. You see, I've got all the, the ripped <laughs> off here. Uh, we hadn't spoken in a while, and when you reached out through our amazing Booker page, Parsons Roach, to say, hey, uh, there's this new product line that I've done, I was like, whoa, because you're a, a doctor, right. um, uh, and uh, I, I wasn't expecting that. You know, you just right. surprised me. How did you come up with this idea for this a salad dressing line, and we've got oh. another reveal of another product in a <sighs> second. But this is the creamy Italian. Oh, God. And you've got this cilantro lime. Again, you could see I was supposed to just test <laughs> them. And uh, guess what? I couldn't stop myself. Jane, that's but, not tasting. I know. Green Goddess, another one. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I have to tell you, these are, it's absolutely delicious. Yeah. I know they're. Uh, obviously, because they're vegan, they're zero cholesterol. Right. Uh, and they're also GMO-free. Yep. Um, tell us, and what I love about it is it's plant uh, palm oil-free. Right. Because I feel sick when I order a vegan product and then I see, oh, my God, it's got, it's got, plant, it's got palm oil. And palm oil can be so destructive uh, to the environment. And there's there's a lot of problems you know associated with that so tell me about your product how you got the idea to develop this so, and how you developed it so it's a very interesting serendipitous uh story so a very good friend of mine was the or formerly the vp of sales at hostess and so um he is uh, still a seasoned guy in the food space he's not a vegan guy um and jane and i were uh, skiing oddly enough in lake tahoe and uh, he calls me because he knows we're longtime vegans. And he said, hey, I just uh, finished a meeting at Target and I was finished doing my business. And I was just curious. And I asked the buyer, what, how do you feel about vegan products? And she said, I love vegan products. And he said, OK, well, you know, if you're going to pick a product that would be needed right now, um, what would it be? And she said, I, what we, we need is a shelf stable vegan mayonnaise. So he's like, is there any way to get that together? <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I was, re- again, it's like these serendipitous scenarios. So I had an opportunity to, um, uh, fortunately enough to meet this, uh, this group in Los Angeles um, who uh, specializes in real mayonnaise. I say real, I'm doing air quotes here. 
um, real mayonnaise. And I told him what we, what we were trying to accomplish and what it appeared that the market was asking for. Um, and they uh, helped us uh, prepare the mayonnaise. The mayonnaise was kind of like the maiden voyage. Now, curiously, which is another, uh, you know, key piece to the Whole Foods connection is that um, you, most shelf-stable dressings, including mayonnaise, includes a stabilizer, which is, the acronym is EDTA. It's a complicated chemical name. But basically, uh, Whole Foods has a list of, of ingredients that are not allowed in the store. So, um, so anyway, so in the process, we said, look, you know, uh, we've, we've got this uh, idea to have shelf-stable mayonnaise, but we got to stabilize without the EDTA because Whole Foods won't allow that. And it was, uh, and they said, no, no problem. We can do that. So the mayonnaise was kind of like the Baden voyage. So uh, as of June last year, um, Whole Foods picked up the mayonnaise. The buyer at Whole Foods absolutely loves it. Um, uh, as a, a little, uh, a little funny aside, she was in front of our, our sales rep. And she was eating it with a spoon out of the jar, <laughs> like yogurt. She just loved it that much. And so, um, so she instantly picked it up. And the curious thing about this brand, Jane, is uh, what typically happens with startup companies with Whole Foods is you don't get to go to the big game right out of the box. Um, they usually do like a market uh, segment. So they may do the Southeast, the Southwest, whatever, and they do a test market. The buyer loved the mayonnaise so much, she opens it up for what they call Whole Foods Global. So the mayonnaise can be purchased through Whole Foods at every Whole Foods all across the U.S. So that was, uh, I didn't realize how big a deal that was, but um, a friend of mine who's also a vegan uh, guy who's in the business side, I said, Mark, that's like remarkable. They always do a test market first. So that was, that was like, the, that was the, uh, the catalyst to this. So um, when the pandemic hit and we were all sheltered in place, um, you know, the buyers weren't able to bring in samples because at the time, if you remember, no one knew how you could transmit the, the disease. You know, if you touch things, I mean, I know at our yeah, house, we're sanitizing it. everything. Yeah. yeah, you have to be careful. So anyway, um, so uh, the buyer reached back to our sales rep and said, what else do you have? And so I said, well, uh, let's figure it out. So uh, again, working with this uh, design partner here in Los Angeles, we put together the balance of the salad dressing line and we presented it to Whole Foods. And as of February 1st, uh, Whole Foods launched the, the Caesar dressing and, and the ranch dressing, at, again, global, all of their stores. Um, and it's really quite remarkable. They gave us projections, but it's going way better than I think they expected um, and what we'd expected. Okay, now I purposely did not open this. Because I didn't want it to be another empty canister. So here it is. <laughs> yes. Look at this. Look it how looks pretty. good. I'm going to do, I have my special little, I'm going to do a little bit oh. right here on a rice cake to test it out right now. And All I'm right. a mayo, vegan Drum. mayo. Drum roll, please. All right. Mmm. Yes, mm. success, success. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is so creamy. Yes. How did you just come up with this? My well, gosh. You know, it's an interesting, you know, it's, I mean, look, uh, 
my heroes in the vegan food space are the ones that 25 years ago started to come in early. And, and, and of course, as you know, mayonnaise was one of the ones that one of the products that we were able to get a hold of. Um, and, uh, and we've all become accustomed to some of the vegan mayonnaise that have been in the market. Um, because we were working with this, uh, this technical group here in Los Angeles who, who have food scientists on staff, um, they designed um, with our oversight uh, this mayonnaise that actually tastes like real mayonnaise. And it's interesting because, you know, we have a, a social media uh, following, which has been pretty nice. But um, we're getting some of these influencers who are, uh, you know, foodies and, and they're vegan chefs or whatever. But we started to see some of these other influencers who actually are chefs but are not vegan chefs and they're using our mayonnaise. So, um, so it is an, it's, it's somewhat remarkable um, that it's, it's getting that type of reach, which to be honest, you know, we don't want to just connect with the people we're going to get. We're going to get the vegans. We're going to get the vegetarians. That's easy. The ones that um, we want to connect with, obviously, are the ones who are either flexitarians or not even choosing a plant-based diet. But they are looking to do something that either has lower cholesterol or, or maybe they have a sensibility for non-GMO and they choose it because of that. So um, if, if we get a plus sign from that buyer, then we've done what we, we set out to do. Uh, here's what I would like to know. How did you match the creative of creating these incredible products with the business sense? Because there are really incredible products. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, our dear friend and one of our contributors, uh, Tracy Childs has a line of granola that is so fabulous. It's cocoa granola. It's it's uh, just delicious. But she's making it in her kitchen and selling it to her friends. And she, I know yeah. she told me she'd love to find out how yeah. to get into the stores. A lot uh, of uh, vegan product makers have these great products, but it's very mom and pop. Yep. They might make make it to a veg fest, which are obviously not happening uh, right now. But right. Uh, they they don't have any idea how to Dang. get to the next level. It is, you know, that's the thing that people don't realize. It is really. You ever see these images, these drawings of of the person pushing the giant boulder up the hill? Yes. That is literally the epitome of starting a food company. I mean, it is it is the best analogy you can get it's not easy and so when you see these companies uh like beyond you know obviously everyone's excited what's happened beyond that's great but the, the beginning of how they get that started is really incredibly difficult there's so many hands in the pot that need a piece of the of the pie uh the production part is complicated um you know obviously a lot of startup uh enthusiasts start in their kitchen like you just said so um so I think, you know, that is the one thing that people have to understand that if you're seeing a product on the shelf, they went through hell to get that, to get that there. It's not easy. And, and really the other thing is it's not cheap and the margins in the food business are very tight. So it's, it's, you know, it's obviously, it's not insurmountable. It can be done, but it also narrows the space when they're taking chunks out of what you could earn from it. So um, I think, you know, the difference for me um, I've had a, a, a pretty diverse uh, a career um, along the way. And so I had the fortune to um, be able to work in an industry where uh, we use contractors regularly. Um, there's resources to, um, to, uh, to connect with these folks 
that can uh, can help you along the way. But you know, again, it it is a um, you know that's that's just part of the the first part. You know, these buyers at these stores, Jane, people don't realize they don't just look at salad dressings and mayonnaise. They might have 30, 40, 50 products that they have to review. So they're getting pounded constantly with new products. So, um, so again, you know, for, yeah, Jane. Let me jump in because we've yeah. got a caller. Sarah, your question or thought for Mark Garrison of Plant Perfect. Hey, Sarah. oh gosh, I'm so glad. Thanks for, hey, thanks for having me on. I have a question. I am really picky. And I don't like anything. I don't like ranch or anything like like regular stuff. But I do love Thousand Island dressing because I grew up where my uh-huh. mom would make it with ketchup and mayonnaise and call it <laughs> salad dressing. And I do like honey mustard because I used to go to Outback Steakhouse when I used to eat dead animals. So I do, or any animal, I do want to know, do you have honey mustard in Thousand Island? Because that's all I care about. <laughs> and, and that's funny, but honey, of course, isn't vegan, but... Again, neither is neither are eggs, and there's replacements that have come up for all that. Absolutely. So when we say honey, we could do it. Honey, right, right. The air quotes. We'll call it H O N I. Go ahead, right. Mark. Yeah. Question. So, um, oh my God, I love Sarah. Thank you for calling in. By the way, I love hearing this because it, it actually gives me uh, motivation to come up with something new. Um, you know, uh, we did, I'll, you know, sorry to disappoint. We did have a thousand Island. We weren't super excited about it. So it is on the drawing board. It's not been abandoned. So, um, so that would be great. I agree with Jane on the honey mustard, but you know, there's probably a clever way to name it something different that you get still to taste. So, um, it's not impossible, but um, I just made a note of those two and I'll be talking to the plant today to see how we put it together. Well, uh, we're about to go to break, but while you're thinking about it, what about, Russian dressing, which I love, and my personal favorite, which I don't think, um, I, th- I think we could have a breakthrough on this, is blue cheese. Oh, my God. Um, that, we got that. Blue cr- cheese. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or what they used to call back in the day, Roquefort. Um, oh, Roquefort dressing. Roquefort dressing. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. You know, that, those are all that have come up. I mean, I love all those. So I think it's just going to take a little, you know, development part. Um, and the cool thing about the vegan food scene right now is that they didn't have 25 years ago is the, ing- the breadth of ingredients that are available right now is so remarkable um, that we're working on a, a gluten-free ravioli right now. And we're trying to figure out the cheese piece, but you know, there's a line around the block for cheese. So we can try to figure that out too. If anyone can do it. It's Mark Garrison, <laughs> Superman. We're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are so excited to be here with the one and only Dr. Mark Garrison, who is an incredible entrepreneur. He came up with uh, his amazing team, with this incredible product line of all these salad dressings. I think the ultimate compliment is, uh, I said, and I want to say for the record, I said, just send me samples. Tiny, I expected like a little uh, thing. Well, this is what came in. Guess what? Look at this. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't stop myself. This Chipotle Ranch vegan dressing is, I just, I couldn't stop myself. I just, Use it all up. And it's got a little kick to it. It's got a it's kick good. to it. Yeah, it. it's really a great – because I don't see a dressing with the with a kick to it very often. So that's right. – it was a unique – you know, in – I guess in um, product development, they talk about your unique selling proposition. Right. And yours is that it's shelf-stable, that, in other words, when you go into Whole Foods, you're not seeing it in the refrigerated section. You're seeing right. it in – so how hard was it to create that, given that it's a, you know, a dressing? Yeah, so um, so the interesting thing about retail that people don't realize is that the retailers look at different regions of the store and different buyer populations. So, like, for example, in Whole Foods, they have the, the typical demographic who buys their vegan products out of the refrigerated section, but they're also buyers for dressings that buy out of what they call the dry set, which is the shelf stable. So, um, so this is why, you know, it was important for us because – as you know, you can go in a refrigerated section. There's a lot of uh, vegan options, which is great, fantastic. Um, but the people who typically buy on the dry set, um, there wasn't really anything for them to consider. And of course, anything that, that would actually taste great. So, um, so anyway, so uh, we partnered with this group out of Los Angeles who's been in the, in the mayonnaise business since the 1800s. Um, and they're really technically savvy. And, uh, and they were able to, um, to create a shelf-stable, not only shelf-stable, 12 months shelf-stable. So, um, so, you know, you buy it today, um, it's still good 12 months later. So, um, so anyway, so that was a, a technical accomplishment, um, which was great. The, the, the addition of that, typically, uh, usually in uh, conventional grocery stores, uh, the mayonnaise that you see there, they use a stabilizer called EDTA, which is a chemical 
which uh, Whole Foods will not allow in their store. So, um, so outside of the fact that it's non-GMO and that it's vegan, it also is EDTA free, which is, uh, is, a, is a, a food science uh, huge accomplishment, which we're excited about. Well, I mean, looking at these ingredients, it seems pretty darn natural to me. Organic canola oil, filtered water, organic distilled white vinegar, organic soy powder, sea salt, organic sugar, organic apple cider vinegar, inactive yeast, modified cornstarch, organic <laughs> mustard flavor. I mean, very, uh, very They good. call it, yeah, clean label. Clean and label. That's clean label, yeah. If you can pronounce it and you know what it is, then that's pretty, a pretty good sign that it's clean label. But isn't it just the very nature of plant-based products that they don't have, um, let's say, egg or dairy in them that makes them conducive to being shelf-stable? Yeah, no, of course. Now, but, you know, uh, remember, there are other large companies that are entering the space. Um, you know, some of the n- nostalgic uh, companies that are getting into the vegan space um, and, uh, and they are, you know, continuing to choose ingredients uh, that help stabilize their products that, for example, Whole Foods or Sprouts wouldn't allow. So, um, so again, there's ways of getting the job done. You know, it's an interesting story. So, uh, early in my career, I, um, I had uh, Procter & Gamble as one of my accounts. And uh, I remember now, of course, I'm vegan and I'm working there and, I, and I'm walking through the halls and I see this really elaborate, beautiful lab. And I remember walking by the lab thinking, these guys are so super smart. Why can't they figure this out for us who are starving? <laughs> uh, because there was really nothing available. And I think, again, like we talked about before, it's supply and demand. The demand is ramped up. So you're seeing some of these other nostalgic companies that are big, big food companies that are getting into the space. Uh, but again... They're doing it in a traditional way. They're adding EDTA uh, as a stabilizer to their products, and they end up in the grocery store that way. But they don't end up in the whole thing. Now I have a question that's very exciting to me because I personally believe when Beyond Meat went public, it shifted everything. People who used to laugh in my face, ha, and roll their eyes at me and just ridicule me, um, suddenly started sidling up to me and going, hey, that Beyond Meat burger, hmm. Funny enough, because the stock was so successful, they were suddenly interested in eating it. Right. Eating not the stock, but the, right. the actual product. It legitimized it because, let's face it, in our society, money talks, right? Are you considering going public? You know, we have been approached um, by a company to do that. You know, we're still early. Um, there's things we still want to accomplish. And um, I think we've got to make our mark, you know, getting the brand, you know, I, I picked the brand name because it, it actually perpetuates everything we've, we've talked about, right? Plant per what's better, what's more perfect than a plant, right? So <laughs> it, it's a great brand. We want to, we want it to proliferate a uh, grocery store. So we continue that messaging. And I think that'll help be a catalyst for an IPO or some other uh, option along those ways, but uh, it's not impossible. And it's not something we wouldn't look at, but um, for now, uh, we're, we're doing what we can to do to get the brand in front of everybody as much as we can. Where do you see your product line going? Because what astounds me is that I would have been shocked if you'd come up with one product. You've already <laughs> got one, two, three, four, five. And I just yeah. tested this mayo for the first time. Superb, superb, right. unbelievable, perfect vegan mayo. Un- 
What's next? So, you know, it's, I, I have a little bit more of a, not, um, no more than anybody else, but I, I always want to think through where is the need? Um, and, and the dressing piece was a piece that I felt was, uh, was, was prime. It, it needed, it needed something, at, at least the shelf stable part. Um, so, you know, we feel like we filled that way. We listened to Sarah, the road for the blue cheese, the honey mustard, the, the no honey mustard will be something we can look at. Um, so there's more to do there. So I think we're doing it. That's great. I also would like to look at, I mean, everyone's doing the burger game. And, you know, we don't have to be jumping in there with everybody else. You know, I, I, you know, we don't want to do that. We will look at where where is there the need to fill a gap and where can the can the branding match the need? So I think, you know, like as I mentioned, we're working on uh, we're working with a partner who's got a gluten free ravioli. That is literally the best thing you ever put in your mouth. I mean, it is like restaurant quality. It's amazing. Uh, we're working on what kind now of filling. Let, let me let me ask you about that. Is that going to be in the frozen food section? Yes. Now, when I've ever scratched the surface of this entire issue, I find it so much more complicated that there's actually um, favored placement of products. There's even these yeah. things that get stuck on top of the frozen food section that block other products, and there's all sorts of intricate behind the scenes, yada, yada. Um, And really, um, it's very crucial where in the store you are. So for your um, ravioli is what you said? Right. That what where would that go? It would be it would be frozen. Um, And, you know, again, it's interesting, the times have changed. I think the grocers have taken the conventional grocers have kind of taken a lead from the Whole Foods uh, piece. Um, I mean, there's still things like slotting fees you have to pay, et cetera, et cetera. But the interesting thing, uh, which you talked about business and vegan foods, typically vegan products come into markets with a higher margin than some of the big companies. You know, some of the, you know, uh, big, big company mayonnaise companies, they're now been uh, relegated to more like a commodity where the margins for grocers is really, really tight. We come into a grocer, we're selling our products and we're offering them, uh, you know, really healthy margins. And so the idea of, of, you know, they used to say, well, if you pay more slotting, then you get eye level. That's where the consumers want to see you. But now uh, what we're finding is because we're offering big margins to the grocers, uh, we're getting amazing placement. Um, so um, it's not a guarantee across the across the board, but the, you know, grocers, again, you said it yourself, you know, it's it, oftentimes it's about money. Grocers are making more money on, on some of these natural products. So we're getting great placement. And, uh, and I think everybody wins in that regard. In general, your products aside for a second, you're, you have a great insight into what's happening now, this incredible shift. I know that the former uh, one of the former top executives of Whole Foods said that it's that the plant-based trend is one of the biggest trends he's ever seen in his more than four decades in the business. Uh, where do you see it going? Uh, do you see, uh, I remember there was a point where all of a sudden we saw vegan vegetarian sections. Then right. we started seeing vegan vegetarian sections and the products being placed, for example, the meat alternatives in the meat section the dairy alternatives in the dairy section. Can you give us sort of an overview of what you see, brand names aside, just in general, given yeah. that you have such a great perspective to, to look at this, this issue? 
well, you're being you're being kind. I would say I have a perspective. We'll see if it's great. But you know, it's you know, a lot of people had uh, had head scratchers when Beyond was going into the meat section, and I, when I saw that, I thought, wow, that is so incredibly brilliant. Because why wouldn't you go where you know other meat is being sold? Because you know, if someone's shopping for a, a barbecue. Um, you know, it's right there if they're looking for something for other family members. I also think I like the idea of the integration because you never know what a consumer is going to make a decision on. They may be in the shelves. They may be in the section where, let's say, our dressings are, or our mayonnaise is, and they're and they're looking and thinking, you know what? I just went to my doctor. And I got to reduce my cholesterol. Here's an option that helps me do that. You know, let, let me choose that. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see more of that integration um, into what you would consider a traditional placement. And, uh, and I think it's a clever one because as we talked about before, I mean, you know, the flexitarian population is a massive, massive buying group that is choosing plant-based products intermittently uh, day in and day out. And if it's integrated, then they get a chance to have a choice. We are speaking with Mark Garrison, who is the founder, developer of Plant Perfect, a line of shelves. Is this shelf stable too? Yes, everything is. Whoa. Well, that's huge for yeah. mayo to be shelf stable. Wow. So this is their mayo and we have uh, the creamy Italian. And um, I, I said, send me small samples because... Really, we don't take things. We just take, taste things. And this is what came in. Um, green goddess, you can see, I, I pretty much <laughs> polished it off. Uh, and then the cilantro lime, pretty much polished so it off. Good. And this one, which I couldn't stop, the uh, Chipotle Ranch, Plant Perfect Chipotle Ranch, you can see there. Look at There's that. There's no residue, Jane. I'm no trying to figure out how you did that. And I just tasted their vegan mayo. It's absolutely extraordinary. I took a little bite. Now, you have a manifesto, um, and I want to hear about that. You said, we put flavor first. We are food fanatics. Tell us about your manifesto. Yeah, you know, it, it's so funny. Again, like I referred to my history. 25 years ago, there was nothing in the market. And as new products started to come about, um, I'll be honest with you, they didn't taste great. Um, you know, they weren't palatable, but they checked the box, they got into the market and it was what it was. And, and we were happy about it. But, you know, to be honest with you, we were diehard vegans. We weren't buying those products because it didn't taste good. So, and they still today, there are products, you know, companies are trying to, because of this explosion in the vegan food uh, area, people are just dumping vegan products uh, into the marketplace. And many times they forgot that we had to taste this stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, we've gotta, we, it's got to be good. So, you know, that was the thing going forward. I mean, there's a, a, there's a, a national brand that, you know, for us is great. We've, we're replacing them on the shelf, but um, they have a vegan line of dressings that are, aren't really that great. I mean, I'm excited they're there, um, you know, and that's fine. But, um, but you can't just put a, a vegan claim on a label and that's enough. It's got to be able to, to, you know, clean the inside of a Chipotle ranch dressing out of the bottle, which again, I don't know how you did that, Jane, but that's remarkable. <laughs> now, I want to say we're getting a lot of comments on Facebook. People are thrilled that all of this is in glass. So um, I've been trying to avoid plastic as much as I can. It's so hard. Yeah. Uh, that was a great decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and it's funny because 
I think there's there are companies that that the the plastic part becomes a potential convenience factor, but there are consequences. So um, and and actually, you know, for for me, the twelve month shelf life was so important, and you do lose shelf stability when it goes plastic because of the permeability. So I think a plastic container, I think it's like six to nine months that it lasts in the shelf. Um, glass gives us more barrier. It's more environmentally acceptable. So again, um, and, and actually, if you, if you see our branding, there's an elegance to it. So, yeah. I mean, I, not to say the plastic's cheap, but the glass makes it a little bit more elegant. First of all, I can just say, personally, I have a couple of plastics, uh, mustard and ketchup, that once you get to a certain point, you can't get the product out. You got to turn it yep. upside down and it's, it's a mess. I'd much rather deal with glass. Um, this is just, okay, let me just tell you, I'll give okay. you a 30 second story. I decided one day, maybe 10 years ago, I don't know. I, I just said, Oh, we need a, a frozen ice cream. And I had it in my head. Now, of course, this product is this everywhere now, but it was right before they started. Well, I explored it and it was so complicated. The, um, uh, the 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 process you have to go to certify a product with like the government and uh, I even forget the it my head exploded. How yeah. did you navigate all that? Can you tell people who are perhaps doing a mom and pop yeah. vegan product like how did you go through all of that? It's it's not easy. Like I said, you know, I, I've done a lot of things in my career, and uh, and and also, and actually, a background has been in pharmaceuticals too. And uh, you would think it's very complicated there too, and there's complications of that. Food is tough. Um, it's really tough, and so the certifications aren't easy. Um, nowadays, people know that a certified product, whether it's organic or non-GMO, has to be part of success. And the problem is um, these organizations that certify these products, it is literally like drinking out of a fire hose from them. Everybody's dumping their, their applications into these groups. So the lead time to get these things certified is longer. Um, you know, so it's not, it's not easy. Um, and and my, my feeling in any of these types of decisions is I want to get somebody in the boat with me who is smarter than I am in these areas that has the expertise to get this done in an expeditious way. And, and again, you know, I'm, I leaned on people who knew this a little bit better than I did and, uh, and they were brilliant at getting that done. We are going to take another short break on voice America radio. Stay live on Facebook. We're talking to Mark Garrison. The- Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are talking to the one and only Mark Garrison, the founder of Plant Perfect, vegan salad dressings, and a vegan mayo. These are shelf-stable, so when you buy them, you can put them in your cupboard until you want to open them, which is a huge advantage, and they are absolutely delicious. Of course, because they are vegan, they're zero cholesterol, and so many people grapple with cholesterol issues. And they're also non-GMO, no palm oil, which I absolutely love. And um, they're just uh, fantastic products. I mean, uh, I, I can't believe you created so many that quickly. Can you give me a sense? Just take us behind the, the screen for a little bit. So you, you come up with a product. How do you test it to, to say, well, okay, Mm, this is it. Is it? Yeah. Is it just like uh, somebody making a, a a dish in the in the over the stove, and they keep tasting, and they go, "Okay, this is perfect." Yeah. So um, in our case, we worked with this contractor who's been in the mayonnaise business since the 1800s. These people, their entire business is mayonnaise. So um, so they have a palate for traditional mayonnaise, and so um, so that was in, in that was part of the process. And then subsequently with the salad dressings, um, you know, the salad dressings were, hey, we, we, we were thinking about the ones we would like to have in the lineup. Um, and, and we worked together to, uh, to, to, uh, to see what those would look like, what they would taste like. And then, of course, subsequently, we zeroed in on what we wanted taste-wise. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of um, vegan products, dressings in particular, sometimes have an odd aftertaste um, because of maybe it's an ingredient or what have you. And uh, we wanted to make sure we wanted to avoid that. So, you know, what you get when you put it over your salad or you, or you dip, uh, you know, a vegetable into it is exactly that. The 100% of the taste of what that product is there to offer. What advice would you give to small vegan product makers? There are so many. Yeah. We do a daily vegan cooking show on Jane Unchained on Facebook, Lunch Break Live. And a good percentage of the people who are whipping up food either uh, have a cookbook a pitch for a vegan cooking show, want to open a food truck, open a restaurant, or develop a product. I mean, those are the five things. And I'm always astounded by the number of people. But yeah. the difference is you got to the finish line. And so yeah. many people are held up by the intricacies because they're not business people. I'm right. not a business person. So when I came up with this idea um, uh, about a vegan ice cream, I guess maybe it was even 15 years ago. Now they're all over the place. I, I was stopped in my tracks within literally 
a couple of days. I said, this is too, this is way too complicated with the certifications and the this and the that. It was mind blowing. What advice would you give them? Well, you know, try to get some help. I mean, you know, it's so funny. If you don't, if your strength is, you know, making the granola, for example, um, but you don't know how to commercialize it, there are plenty of companies out there um, who are what they, they basically contract manufacture your product. And oftentimes you're piggybacking on their, their base of employees. So like, for example, for us, the company we're working with has a whole team of food scientists. Um, they have, you know, sophisticated production capabilities. And, uh, and of course I had experience in the area of manufacturing. So I had a, a, a much more um, connected familiarity than people who would be coming out cold. But many times these companies, they, they do recognize what's happening in vegan food. They want to do that. They want to be part of it. And, and of course, now we're in a realm where those companies, again, like we talked about before, they don't want to create the technology. So if you're coming in with the specialty, they'll, they'll help you along the way. Um, of course, you know, there, there's a cost to be had, but, um, but it gets you uh, production ready, commercial ready. So then, then, of course, that's just phase one of the process. And subsequently, you got to be able to get in front of buyers at groceries. And that's that's a whole other um, area of difficulty, but it's not impossible. So as we uh, wrap up here, we got a couple of minutes left. What is your take on so many people think of the word, the, the phrase, the tipping point? Right. Uh, and uh, when are we going to hit the tipping point? Oh, there's organizations like Default Veg that are trying to make the vegan options the default option. I have actually gone into uh, stores and uh, juice bars. I was in a juice bar um, about a year ago, and uh, I noticed it, the word vegan isn't anywhere, but everything here is vegan. Like, right. they were accidentally vegan. So when, peop- when these restaurants start adding enough um, plant-based options that it's almost like the default, that might be the sign that, wow, we've really hit the tipping, but we've come a long way from you go oh. into a restaurant, all you can have is a baked potato and a salad, oh, so, uh, which can be very delicious too. But right. the point is that where do you see this in terms of a timeline, this entire plant-based food movement? I mean, it's happening now. You know, I just was reminded of the story that Paul McCartney used to, to tell. Here he was, you know, one of the Beatles, and, uh, and of course, you know, he and uh, Linda were vegan early on, you know, like we, like Jane and me, and uh, they're in their hotel heating up uh, a can of beans in a crock pot. I mean, for God's sake, he is one of the friggin' Beatles. I mean, this guy's eating. I mean, so, so, you know, so that's that, right? And then now, like, we're in Los Angeles, so we, we're, we're fortunate that we have a lot of uh, vegan options. But you'd be surprised Any, in the middle of America. I mean, so we're, we're getting there. These big companies. Look, I mean, I just uh, saw that, uh, you know, these big, big multi-billion dollar companies are developing vegan. Front, and they're not even dancing around the plant-based phraseology. They're putting vegan on their front label. I mean, we are like there. And again, everything is spun off of supply and demand. So the demand keeps it climbing. Like I said, 300% growth of people choosing a vegan diet is like mind blowing. So I think it's just, uh, we're in a 
flood of more activity and we're just going to continue to go that way. I mean, companies like Mercedes are advertising that you can get your new Mercedes with <laughs> vegan leather. It's like, oh my God, can you believe what's happening? It's amazing. And, and if you go on certain sites where you fill out a survey and I was looking at it, um, there's categories with food. I'll eat anything, uh, vegetarian, vegan, mostly plant-based. A lot of people choosing mostly plant-based now. That's well, like, yeah. That's the flexitarian leading toward the vegan sort of being on the journey. So we're seeing all of these factors and it's a global movement. Uh-huh. I was talking to somebody in Mexico City. They say there are at least 80 vegan restaurants in Mexico City, Berlin. Yeah, yeah. I have been there for a couple of years, but it is you. I had started out saying I'm going to take a photograph or a video. Anytime I see a vegan restaurant, I had to stop because within three blocks, I had used up you know, 100 photos, everything said vegan, vegetarian, cruelty-free. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So we're seeing a London, uh, just a real convergence. And uh, in places where you wouldn't necessarily, and why wouldn't you? I mean, right. it's, it's a global movement. It, 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 there shouldn't be any surprise that any area uh, is, is adopting this uh, because so many ethnic foods are traditionally plant-based as well. Right. Uh, so... Uh, it's it's really an astounding time. And one of the things that I've heard uh, people say about trends in general, whether it's the electric vehicle trend or whatever, is that society over always under or generally underestimates how fast the change happens when it starts to happen. That's like, right. For example, when cell phones came on, uh, people, even the experts made estimates of how many people would have cell phones in XYZ time, and they radically underestimated it. Yeah. Just wildly underestimated it. So um, just your final thoughts on all of that. Well, I, I'll leave you with a, a story. So obviously no one's flying now, but when I was flying and I flew a, a fair amount of international where you're getting meals still, and every time I select my meal, it's a vegan option. You know, I choose a vegan option and invariably, the people who are next to me are staring at my food because it looks so much better than the slop that they have on their plate. So, you know, I think that's part of it. I also think that people, you know, we're in the baby boomers cluster, right? So, you know, baby boomers want to look better. They want to be more fit. Um, and uh, of course, we check all the boxes in choosing a plant-based diet. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't deny that. So I think more people would start to. Uh, it's just an accumulation of people who want to be better, live better, and I think uh, vegan diet does it for them. Wow, I am so excited! Once again, we're talking to Mark Garrison, the founder of this incredible product line, uh, Plant Perfect. Look at this mayo. I have to say, while you were talking, I was, I had put it on a cracker. I was just, oh, I can't, <laughs> I'm off camera. I can have another bite. Uh, right. the, the Chipotle ranch, as you can see, I tested it out. I couldn't stop myself. It's done. Um, and these are available in Whole Foods. Um, I, I just am blown away by what you've achieved. Thank and you, uh, it's, it's so impressive and it's inspiring. It's yeah. inspiring uh, because, there, as I said, there's so many people, I dare say, since we do a, a daily vegan cooking show every single day, mm-hmm. that um, every single person who does a dish has some dream. Right. Again, whether it's uh, a cooking show, a book, a food truck is a very common uh, dream. And uh, in fact, to the point where I thought we should have a uh, like a, 
a holding company because what I found out about food trucks, they're super complicated. You can't yeah. take them home at night. They have to go to a special warehouse. They've got all this and the inspections and the this and the that. And I thought these poor people, they're trying to figure it out on their own. We should create a holding company that uh, streamlines the entire thing, gets the truck, has the specs, even provides the loan. Because a lot of times people want a food truck because they can't afford to start their own restaurant. And they thought, well, I can at least afford maybe to start a food truck. So um, there's so much potential here for um, big things to happen. That was another idea that when I looked at it, I go, okay, this is great, but I'm not a business person. I can't do this. Right, right. Somebody should do it because right. I'll tell you, I am there doing sort of on the ground research, just getting this feedback and you could have tens of thousands of food trucks all across the United States because it's, it's a very, very common dream. But unfortunately, it's, it's so complicated that unless there's some kind of overarching infrastructure to help people do that, uh, it can't get done. Uh, so it's very inspiring that you, using your business skills and your passion for plant-based, have come up with this. I mean, I think you really, uh, you know, you're, you're a person. You're not a ginormous corporation. The fact that you achieve right. this and that the style is so cute. Like this, these are adorable. Look at this, how cute this is. This is really, really, um, I'm just so impressed. I don't know what to say. Oh, Jane, um, thank you. Yeah. And uh, I guess my final, final question is, uh, we are obviously in a, in a challenging time right now, but let's say people use the phrase return to normal, the new normal, whatever. When we're all allowed to go out and about, how do you see that um, impacting your uh your product line. Do you see yourself, let's say, uh, being at VegFest, um, in vegan restaurants, uh, that kind of thing? Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, what the definition of normal or return normal is to be determined. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that people and families have had uh, or learned is the how nice it is to be home with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife, Jane, as you know, Jane Garrison is such a fabulous cook that uh, I haven't minded being home and eating her food. It's been great. But I also think for families, it's been nice to have a return to family dinners, you know, and, uh, and those will continue to help drive vegan food products into people's homes. Um, you know, obviously restaurants, people want to get out. And, you know, since you said about food trucks, food trucks are very pandemic friendly. I mean, really yeah, exactly. I mean, fantastic opportunity. I mean, so, um, and you know, in LA, we got these great truck meetups that are fantastic. So, um, so I think it'd be a hybrid of things. And of course, if we can be part of that, um, we're, we're excited to do that. Mark Harrison, thank you so much. You are an inspiration. Say hi to your wife, Jane. Oh, well. It's been too long. I know. Uh, You're and amazing. I'm, I'm just really, really excited that we got a chance to talk about yep. your amazing product line, Plant Perfect, vegan mayo, and salad dressings. Mwah! Talk soon. Love you, baby. Love you, too. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.